Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more, spend less, and never let anyone rip you off. Clark.com, our main website, and ClarkDeals.com is where you go to save money moment to moment. And I'm going to hit you with some of the hot deals that are going on right now, even though we're past Black Friday, past Cyber Monday, as I've told you in the past. The cutoff date for deals tends to be right around the 10th of December, because after the 10th of December, you get into the people that are really convenient shoppers. They don't really like shopping for bargains or gifts or anything like that. And so it's kind of like drudgery for them. And that's when the price points move up because you've lost the bargain shoppers. They've already done their thing. But today, still a lot of bargains. I'm going to fill you in on a variety of them in just a second. Now, uh, poor Wells Fargo. Actually, I should say the poor customers of Wells Fargo. Another new scandal has reared its ugly head today about Wells Fargo. I'll tell you what is involved and what you need to know And it was funny, I was reading a story about it this morning, and across the street from me, I was getting lunch, across the street from me was a Wells Fargo branch, and every parking space was full. And Wells Fargo just reported profits of like $4 billion for the quarter. So in spite of all the criminal activity that's going on in Wells Fargo, it's so hard for people to change banks. But the cumulative effect of one egregious criminal act after another at Wells Fargo, I hope the cumulative effect, including what I'm going to tell you about later, is enough for you to finally pick up your business and take it somewhere else. And later yet, there's a new report out that puts the odds on a stock market decline uh, very high. 70%. I want to tell you what that means you should be doing in your life with money you have in a 401k or anything like that. Now, without further ado, I want to hit you with some of the deals. One of them was a Cyber Monday deal that is still hanging out there, so they didn't sell through the inventory. Walmart is selling a ginormous television, the 75-inch 4K TV for $999 at walmart.com with free shipping. I have never, I can't recall ever, a 75-inch TV being under $1,000. And that is a steal of a deal. It's a third-tier brand. It's Scepter, which used to be a big uh, computer monitor maker. And so they've got this 4K for for $999, 75-inch screen size. Too big for you, too much money. Fry's Electronics is selling an off-brand 4K TV today, 55-inch, $279. That's extraordinary for 55-inch TV. You have to, if you live in a Fry's market, go to uh, Fry's website, sign up for their um, coupon code deals, They'll give you a secret code unique to you, and with that, you'll be able to buy that 55-inch today only. Amazon has a deal for people who want to do those fancy personalized calendars. 
or you want to do a photo book, you buy one, you get two. So buy one, get two free. And so that's a great thing if, let's say, you got a new bundle of joy and you want to give something to grandparents or something like that, and then keep one for yourself, you got it right there with the Amazon Prince deal. There's two airfare deals I want you to know about that expire today. JetBlue and Alaska Air both have extraordinary deals available. They both start, actually, JetBlue starts at 49 Alaska starts at $44 one way, although it's just the scattered markets that are 44 on Alaska. And the seats look pretty widely available. It's for the time period now through mid-February, excluding Christmas. It's a very soft travel time. The JetBlue sale, depending on distance typically, $49, $69, $89 one way. Most cities are within those price bands. And with Alaska, very similar, although Alaska has some $59 deals. So if you live in a market served by either Alaska or JetBlue or both, go look at their sale fares today, which are wonderful. There's a real battle going on right now between Google and Amazon over the Alexa from or Echo device from Amazon and the home device from Google. Now, we put them both to the test in our household. And other than me, everybody's Apple, 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 Apple. But I had my wife and kids do a test of the Amazon device and the Google Home, and they were unanimous that they preferred the Google Home. Amazon has more market share, but my family much preferred the Google Home. The Amazons are unplugged now, and we have the Google Home devices, but we just have a couple of them. So now Amazon, with their Echo, they have the miniaturized one called the Dot. Google, with its Home, has the miniaturized one called the Mini. They're each $29 today with free shipping. That is quite a deal if you want to have these information centers at your beck and call. I got to be careful what I say because I've set off people's devices in the past with how I've described them. But basically, they are information centers for you. They play music for you. The Google one will control your TV right from it. You can tell it. I got to be careful how I say it. Anyway, you say a certain command and it'll put a show on your TV for you just by talking to the device. Home Depot, if you got somebody in your household, who's really good at fix-it things, has a great power tool set today. And by the way, you can see the specifics on all these at ClarkDeals.com. The Home Depot thing is on, I think you call it Ryobi, which is considered to be a uh, decent brand for power tools. They have a six-tool kit that is a combo for Christmas shopping. It's $199 for the whole thing. And it comes with a what looks like a nice carrying bag. I wouldn't know what to do with any of these tools at all. If I got these saws, I'd probably, well, harm myself. At our Habitat builds, I try to never be sent to run the saw. Not a good idea for me to be doing that. But again, those are just samples of the deals today. 
And I know if you're driving around, it's hard to remember everything I said. Again, full specifics on them and hyperlinks for you to be able to buy these items at ClarkDeals.com. Thomas is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Thomas. Hello, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, Thomas. You got a shopping question for me? I do. I'm biting the bullet and buying a new computer for the first time in enough years that I'm finally willing to buy a new one to catch up to all the internet technology that I haven't been able to take full advantage of with the speed and the graphics of my old one. Well, you know, it's funny. The cheapest rock gut unit you'll buy will run circles around what you had. That's the that's the logic I'm hoping is that they've come far enough that even on a low budget, I'll be getting something better than my old one was when it was brand new. Certainly. And uh, you've got a good time right now to look for one. Are you thinking of replacing what you have with a laptop or are you thinking of getting another desktop? Uh, I definitely am going to get a desktop. And that's actually my question. The deals, the big promotional stuff that I've seen has mostly been on a package deal that comes with a new computer with a new monitor, uh, which is the one thing I have replaced in the last five or six years anyway, new keyboard, new everything. And all you need is a new tower. I, you tell me. I'm, I'm not sure. They're, they're making a good case for replacing everything, but then I'm just winding up with a bunch of outdated pieces that I don't know what to do with. Yeah, if they're all, you're, you're very careful with your money. I can tell completely. I mean, you just are. So I try. No, I, I can hear it. If you've been using the same desktop tower for all these years, I think you're fine just buying a new tower. And there are a number of deals available, especially if you go to the really computer-oriented stores like Micro Center, as an example. Uh, you heard me mention Fry's earlier with the deal on the TV. They're a big seller to techies. And I know somebody objected to me using the word techies. But anyway, the, the thing is that just buying the tower, I would be fine with. Now, your monitor, if it's older than you expect, the connection you have for it to a uh, tower may not work anymore because the connectors have changed over the years. And so look at the manufacturer date on your monitor to see when it was made. If your monitor is pretty older than you expect, then it might tilt you towards buying a, a whole new thing that comes with all the pieces. But can I make one more pitch for you buying a laptop instead of buying a tower? Uh, it'll be it'll be a tough sell, but I will listen. All right, let me let me make the pitch because the uh, market is far more competitive on the laptops than it is on the desktop towers. And what it gives you the flexibility of, you can plug in your own keyboard. You can use a laptop just like it's a tower. Plug in a keyboard, plug in a mouse, plug in a monitor, and then you have the flexibility when you do need portability with your computer you just unplug those three connections, and you have a completely portable machine you can take with you. And the quality of the graphics and the amount of memory and all of those Fantastic things is going to be now. at least competitive. With, I'm used no, to no question. No question. 
So even just think about that. Leaving the house with it, you think it might be a better deal just because the manufacturers are competing harder on prices. Well, even if you never leave the house with the laptop, if you, let's say you take it with you, uh, I'm big football nut. So I'll sit there with my laptop while I'm watching football. You know, so many people watch more than one screen at a time. And instead of being married to my home office, I just unplug and I take it with me to wherever I am in the house. And I don't know if that's something that matters in your life at all, but just consider that. It never has before, but what if what if it were just going to take the place, like hypothetically? Then go ahead and buy the tower. A- go ahead and buy the tower. I don't I don't want to keep you from what you intend to do. But deal-wise, the laptop is still worth considering just... Yeah, check the capabilities of the processor, the hard drive, uh, you know, compare the specs side by side, and you may be surprised what a deal the laptops are. I'll, t- I'll check it out. Okay. And remember, check that age of that monitor. It's going to be very important for you to do so that it's not outdated. You know, I hate to say it, and in our pre-show meeting, people were laughing when I said, well, there's yet a new scandal brewing about Wells Fargo, and it's like, what's new? What's what's today's? It is a bank that is rotten to its core, as I have said for months. It is a criminal enterprise impersonating a bank, and a new scandal has erupted with Wells Fargo that was broken by the Wall Street Journal that Wells was specifically stealing money from its business customers. This is unbelievable that Wells was taking advantage of the fact that customers weren't double-checking how much they were being charged. And if somebody did complain, they would tell them mumbo-jumbo. And they had compensation set up for people dealing with commercial customers that was specifically designed to encourage employees to take advantage of customers. And and so in this case, we're talking about business customers. The prior things going on with the 3.5 million fake accounts that were open in people's names, well, that one concerned small businesses and individuals. And then the one with the auto insurance being imposed on people who already had auto insurance who had loans with Wells led to enormous numbers of repossessions of cars falsely. Wells is facing a report in just this morning new potential charges involved with that scandal. And the uh, the third one involves doing a mortgage with Wells Fargo. This This would be the fourth one, right? The fourth one involves... I lose track. I mean, there's never been a situation like this involving a bank where in one part of the bank after another after another, employees were engaged in widespread, large-scale criminal behavior. The shocking thing, oh, I, I didn't even explain the mortgage thing. People were being charged fees for lock-ins on mortgages that were duplicates. The people were being charged fees that were not called for. And it was not like 
an incident here or incident there. All four of these scandals involve widespread corrupt and potentially criminal behavior. The thing that's so disturbing to me is that to this moment, no one has gone to prison in the entire corporation of Wells Fargo. The thing for you to know is that this is a corrupt corporate culture. And if you remain a customer, you stand at risk that something will happen to you. I encourage you, I know people find it to be difficult to change financial institutions. This one you really need to think through. Do you want to remain with a financial institution that seems to be dirty and rotten to its core? Thanks for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show, where the goal is to help you keep more of the money you make. Clark.com is our main web address, and if you want to ask me a question, go to Clark.com slash ask. By the way, you can ask a question of a member of our team. That's free. We do that over 40 hours each week. And at Clark.com, scroll down just a little. You'll see the phone number and hours available each weekday for free off-the-air advice. So I've taken calls now for years about Bitcoin. And every time somebody calls me about Bitcoin, I talk about the dangers of Bitcoin because it is a speculative bubble. And in the midst of that, the bubble keeps getting more and more severe. Bitcoin went up $1,000 in 24 hours. It went up a prior $1,000 over 48 hours. It went over a prior $1,000 over the prior week. So over the last 10 days, it's gone from $8,000 to $11,000. So if you are someone who has been chasing Bitcoin, and if you're not familiar with Bitcoin, it is a non-governmental electronic money. And the value of it is based on whatever anybody else says it is. But right now, Bitcoin is in a full-bore bubble. That doesn't mean it couldn't go to $50,000 a Bitcoin or a million dollars a Bitcoin or $20,000 a Bitcoin. But as happens with all bubbles, they eventually bust. I think back to, uh, this may not be familiar to you, but 1998-99 and early in 2000, I kept getting calls from people about buying what became known as the dot-bomb stocks, but at the time were known as dot-coms. There were all these new startups that were going to do e-commerce and were losing massive amounts of money, and the share prices were going up and up and up to the sky. And then, like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, in just a few days, the whole marketplace of the dot-bombs collapsed. And one company, I have another, the greatest loser of all was one called Webvan. Webvan was this pioneer in home grocery delivery. And they had their own massive warehouses that were automated, state-of-the-art. And you'd go on the web and you'd fill out an order for groceries. And then a two-hour window, a beautiful Webvan truck would show up at your house, like mine. We used to get our groceries from Webvan. And 
they'd every time they'd have like this order, you can get forty dollars off if you order a hundred dollars or more, or twenty-five off if you order fifty dollars more. It was like, what a what a great country. They're giving us all this free food and free delivery and all that. Well, till they didn't exist anymore. But they were at least selling something. The thing with Bitcoin is they're not selling anything other than a hype and an opportunity to dare to be rich because somebody else will pay you more for your Bitcoin than what you paid for it. So know that this is a gamble. It is truly gambling. This has nothing to do with business, has nothing to do with intrinsic value, and never put money into something like that that's money you can't afford to lose. If you're someone who's sitting there feeling brilliant because you put money into Bitcoin, oh, I don't know, six months ago when it was a tenth of the value it is now or whatever, fifth of the value, and you're feeling like so smug, take some of your winnings off the table. As they say in Vegas, play with the house's money from here. Don't go all in if you've already made a big run-up. Do I not sound like somebody talking about playing red and black in the casino? I mean, crazy. So be wary. Second thing, the stock market. New report from Vanguard says that statistically there's a 70% chance now that we're going to see what's known as a stock market correction. Stock market correction is not a major event. That's a loss of 10% or more in the value of your holdings. And that's just simple math. So as one of our staffers asked, who's in her 20s today, she said, well, does that mean I should move out of my stock holdings in my 401k? And the answer, absolutely not. Because you don't know when a correction comes. You don't know when a market starts rising again. And when you've got decades till you're going to use the money, you don't worry about the the short-term ups and downs. On the other hand, if you have a lot of money in the market that's money you're going to need in the next few years, you may need to reduce how much exposure you have right now because the stock market is at phenomenal values, not not extreme, not speculative, but it is high. And that means that you have a pointy-headed economic principle known as reversion to mean, which simply means that over time, things return to their natural value of the value of a company stock versus the profits that that stock generates. Right now, the price of stocks is higher than those earnings a company's having should equal. And that's why the market's overvalued, and it'll have a correction. Is that going to be next week? Is it going to be next month? Is it going to be next year? Nobody ever knows that. But the point is, you make your decisions based on when you're going to need the money. And you always want to be well spread out, well diversified. And if you're, in, as an example, in a target retirement fund in your 401k, you are well diversified and there's no change necessary on your part at all. Dave is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Dave. Hey, Clark. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. You have a question about 401k, right? I do, sir. 
Um, just a quick synopsis of what's going on. Uh, I've done several years in the military. Thank you for your life. service. Which branch? I was in the Army for 38 years, and it was a pleasure serving you. 38 years. What was your favorite duty station? Oh, they're all good. I love that. <clears throat> the thing is, uh, my wife has always worked. She's been in the banking business, but, you know, some some of them were offered the 401k, some of them weren't. But now that I'm retired, she has uh, an opportunity for the bank matches up to 12%. What? But I said, I said, you better go back and read that again. She come back and, yep, they match 12%. So so she I'm puts up 12, I, they put up 12? Correct. No way. That's, well, I'm wondering, she's wow. never had been in a retirement plan before, is should I do like a 2025 life cycle or I should put all my eggs in one basket and go aggressive and see what happens? No, I like the life cycle funds. I mean, doing twenty twenty five. Uh, that if you're going to need the money in the next um, seven, eight, ten years, doing a twenty twenty five year fund is a great strategy because it's the responsibility of the fund to continually massage what's in that fund to get the mix right based on your age and how soon you're going to use the money. Right, because she's fifty nine right now, and we didn't quite know which way to roll with that. So she'll have the option of putting in 12% of her pay, and they magically match it with 12%, so she's saving basically a quarter of her pay. That's That's, That is wonderful. So does the employer offer her a choice of a Roth 401k or only a traditional? Well, she came home with a book the other day, and it's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's got the life cycle. It's got, you know, the... Uh, Low risk, moderate risk, high risk. Yeah, she should avoid all those choices and go life cycle. But this is a different question, and you'll have to look through that thick booklet, is that a majority of employers now offer a choice between a traditional 401k where you get a tax deduction for putting money into it on that 12% of her pay she'd put in, or you can do a Roth 401k where you get no tax deduction but the money is yours tax-free later on. In her case, with a 50-50 match like that, if she is offered the Roth 401k, I want her to do that choice because that way half of her money would be in a pre-tax pile because that employer's match is automatically pre-tax money that's taxed later, and then she'd have her post-tax money, which would be her contributions. So okay. that, to me, that would be sense. the ideal thing is if she does have the Roth 401k, do the 12%, the employer does the 12%, and does the life cycle fund. That would be a perfect package. Sweet. Well, that sounds great. All right. Well, well, best to you. And again, 38 years. Everybody else quits at 20. What are you doing for 38? Well, I was. I did uh, active duty, then I did reserve time, then I went back on the AGR program, so it all equaled up to 38 years total. Well, wonderful. I mean, devoting your entire life to serving our country, what a wonderful, wonderful thing you've done for your fellow American, Dave. Lynn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Lynn. 
Hello, Clark. Thank you for having me on your show. It's such a privilege to talk to you. I want to thank you for everything you and your team do to help kind of stick up for the little guy. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Lynn. How can I be of service to you today? Well, I've been researching an insurance question, and I haven't been able to find a good answer. So my husband said, you better call your boyfriend, Clark. He'll be able to help you. Now, wait, wait. Um, In this era, you can't say anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, he says I should just wear a T-shirt that says Clark says, because I'm quoting you liberally all the time. Now, we never um, did a Clark said T-shirt. We have Clark Howard University (laughs) T-shirts. But maybe we should have done a Clark says or Clark said T-shirt at some point. I think that might be a good marketing opportunity for you. But they'd have to be factory seconds. They'd have to be extremely low quality (laughs) T-shirt stock. Exactly, exactly. Um, But I've been a cubicle dweller for over 30 years, and now I have a little bit more time. I'm just working part-time, and I've started a little Etsy shop where um, it was just a hobby, and I've really enjoying this, but I've been researching um, what kind of insurance I need because it's an item that people wear, and so I'm thinking, do I need some sort of product liability insurance? And I actually talked to my insurance agent, and he said, neither my homeowner's policy nor um, we also have a personal umbrella, none of that would cover me for personal liability should... Yeah, um, for a business-related activity. Exactly. And even though, I mean, this is definitely, we're talking micro-business now. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface and teaching myself how to do marketing and all that. But I would really like to stick with this. And if I do, how do I protect, you know, my... Wonderful, wonderful question. I bet you're seeing tons of conflicting advice and information about it. About whether you should yeah. have liability insurance for this business you're doing on Etsy. So first, I should tell you, and you probably already know I'm not a lawyer, but the thing with the liability question for products you're manufacturing starts with this. What is the danger from the product you're making to cause injury to someone or if a child got a hold of it, a choking hazard or something like that, like how much risk is built into the nature of the product you're selling? Well, it seems to me like an innocuous thing, but, you know, I would hate for someone to, you know, I, I, I think it's too big to ingest or something. It's got, um, it's, I guess you could say it's kind of a jewelry hair item um, something you would wear in your hair and I just don't know, you know, should someone's dog chew it or something? I mean, I guess it could be misused. I wouldn't think it would be, but from looking in just, you know, the chat rooms, they said if it's anything that someone might wear that you might need to be protected versus something that's just someone's putting on their wall or something like that. Uh-huh. So I, and I that is imagine. Well, that's why I went to the whole idea mm-hmm. of how somebody might be harmed by it. So uh, then the question comes, if there is the outside risk, then the next question is, do you have a lot of assets that could be at risk that you really need to make sure you protect yourself from? And if the answer to that is yes, that and you have an umbrella policy, which means you must have a nice level of assets, true? 
Well, you know, we've lived in the same house for 20 years, and it's paid off, and, you know, we live very frugally, but at the same time, we have tried to save our money and, you know. So so we move into success tax territory. So then you have two choices you can follow. One is to do business as an LLC, form an LLC, and everything you do on Etsy and everything that happens is in the LLC so that then if you're doing business fully as that, if there was ever an issue where somebody attempted to sue, they're suing your LLC that would have basically no assets other than the inventory, mm-hmm. and that would shield you, or buy a business line's liability policy. And I would go with whatever is cheaper as the way that you would protect yourself moving forward. But it's one of those questions that people don't really focus on with a business. Usually people doing a business don't have a lot of assets like you do, and that's why they would not really look at it as a priority. In your case, you have things to protect, and that's why you're smart to think through the liability issues. It's time for Ask Clark, where you post a question for me at clark.com. And Joel, ask your question. What's going on, Joel? Yeah, Clark, Michael wants to know, I'm an avid moviegoer. I recently heard about this new subscription service called MoviePass. For $9.95 a month, you can go to one movie a day. I'm wanting to know if it's too good to be true or if it's a scam. I don't know how long they're going to be able to sustain this as a giveaway, because originally this was, depending on the market, $35 to $50 a month, and now it really is $9.95 a month, AMC theaters one of the big theater chains hates movie pass but as long as it works keep on doing it it has been a real crowd pleaser for movie lovers because going to one movie now costs an average it's like 12 dollars and 13 cents or something per ticket something like that and this you get a movie a day per month you go 30 different times if you wanted to, or if a month has 31 days, all 31, for $9.95. All right, and Heidi wants to know, we're going on a trip. We've taken your advice to purchase travel insurance, but our friends say their credit card insures their trip. Why do you recommend insurance? Well, if you have a credit card that provides trip insurance, then you're fine with that usually versus buying a separate trip insurance policy. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Okay, this is crazy. You're listening to what was a live broadcast earlier today that you're hearing on the podcast. And just since I did this earlier today when Bitcoin was over $11,000, it's dropped to $9,000 and still moving around just like that in just a couple of hours. So it just shows how volatile it is when you get involved in speculation instead of investing. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews.